0: So we went to Haiti the 17th of January, and this is what we went down to start building. It's basically a housing unit, apartment complex, whatever you want to call it. But the thing of it is, is whenever we go down there to do these jobs, they're not just a, well, let's just go do it. It's all very thought out. Very professionally done. It's all blueprinted and everything. We have a plan when we go. So we uh, got down there. My thing will work. (laughs) And this is what we found where the area where we were going to build this apartment housing. So... Whenever we got down there, all this rubble and stuff was from an old building that was already there. And this picture on the left is where they make concrete. That's how they do it down there. They do everything by hand. There's no cement mixer. There's no bobcat, skid loader, whatever. So my purpose of this slide is to show that the preparation is sometimes very difficult. <laughs> you have to move things by hand. That that pile that was left there we had to move it. So, in order to move the pile, we have to sift through they 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 like to use everything there. There's no waste. So, they they hired this crew of Haitian men to sift through all that. Well, they had to have a some kind of sifting device to, you know, separate the large rocks from the small and sand and you know whatever. All kinds of aggregates there. So we came up with this plan to make this grate. So we made this grate and we brought it back to him and we set it up against some wh- wheelbarrows, and they shoveled all that dirt that was left over that rock and everything through that grate to separate it. And then the grate got full of big rocks, and they couldn't figure out how to get the rocks through there. So we just tipped it up for them, and all the rocks fell off, and they went on back to work. <laughs> so it's kind of a trying time at times, but you know we try to make it easier for them as best we can, and that's just one of the things we came up with. another view of what it looked like all out in the middle there, and in the very back, back in here, that's all rock. They brought in rock to make the concrete with, and then they have some sand in some other places there, so we have enough material to start mixing our concrete and everything when we got ready. And what we were really trying to do was just lay the foundation, the footings what we were there to do. Those are some of our uh, forms that we made. You can see in the back Whoops. you can see in the back in there where we'd already poured the concrete in those forms but in the meantime it had rained in the night and This is what we came to the job site the next day. So there's no sump pump. There's no, you know, any way to get all that out of there, so we bailed it out by hand. Five-gallon buckets, and we had water bottles. We cut the bottoms off of them and bailed them out. This is a top view from across the street. And this um, line here of people is what we did on the second or third day we were there. We had all the forms made up here, and uh, so there was about three crews of probably four or five Haitians mixing concrete. That's all they did. That's what we hired them to do was make concrete, and they We'll barrel it in to piles. It's it's very, um, like, five buckets of rock, three buckets of sand, five-gallon buckets of sand, and then they stir that up, and then they put a 90, 90 or 95-pound bag of concrete in there and mix all that up. Then they make a circle, and then they pour, I think, five gallons worth of water in there, and they start mixing that up and everything, but you don't let the water out. Cause, you know, (laughs) that doesn't work very well. But they have a knack. I mean, they just—they've just done it for so long and everything. They just have it down to a T. And it doesn't take them very long to do it. Make a batch either. So, whenever they got it all mixed up, we got in that line there, and they put in five-gallon buckets, and we bucket brigaded it over to where they were needed it, and just threw it into the form. And then we had two or three guys that were um tamping it down in to get the air pockets out of it and everything and then a couple of guys were going in behind there and you know s- making it smooth on top and you know when we got there, it was like seventy five degrees it was great, nice, and everything. Well this particular day here it was like almost ninety, very humid. And we poured the equivalent of nine yards of concrete in one day all by hand. You know, the thing of it is, is that we were standing there talking about it. You know, here, if we want a concrete like that to do that project, we just call a concrete plant. They bring a truck. They back up there. Fifteen minutes and you're done. Well, it took about seven hours to get the same amount. That we take advantage or for granted here. That's just another picture of the forms and the bottom of them with the rebar in there. Because one thing about Haiti is it's an island, so they have hurricanes and they're also prone to earthquakes. So you have to put a lot of extra rebar and a lot of time into it so it's safe and you know, it may withstand hurricanes or earthquakes. That's just another view of some of the forms. It was kind (laughs) of, it was very uneven there. There was like a flat place and then these stairs that went down or up or however it was and we had to build around that and, and, uh, It got kind of interesting at times. And the other thing is that some of our materials are not always readily available there. We have to ship everything there in advance. So sometimes we just have to (laughs) do our best with what we have to work with. This is new this year in Haiti, in well, in Cap Haitian, I, I should say. There was a like a Lowe's or Home Depot in uh, Cap or uh, Port-au-Prince, right, Dan? Yeah, the capital. So, if we needed anything, or you know, we had to get it from there, but it, it was really not worth the effort because the roads aren't very good there, and I mean, it takes. Eight hours to get there and eight hours to get back. So, I mean, it's just, but they did have a new, I would call it state-of-the-art for Haiti because, you know, uh, MSC, I think it was, that uh, came and it's like a huge Menard's. This is just kind of some of the stuff they have there. The, it's very expensive. But it is available now. So we actually had to get some supplies that didn't make it. So we went down there and got them. And I think we got eight or ten sheets of plywood, half-inch plywood. And we got well oh, probably... 10 to 15 2 befores that were probably 12 foot long, and we got, um, I think we got some sawzall blades and, I don't know, two or three other little minor things, but anyways, we got to the checkout, and it was like 500 bucks. So, yeah, it was a little expensive. We had to have it, so, I mean, this is kind of the thing you run into sometimes. Last year, whenever we were down there, we worked on this uh, bathhouse down by the Croix, um campsite there by the beach at their uh, retreat. And we went down there, and we, poured the footings for that and everything and I just wanted to show you guys some of a finished project you know we talk about going down there and starting all this stuff but this is actually what the finished product looks like this right here that's kind of the end view of it it's kind of hard to tell but and then this retaining wall in the back there is just to keep the um, uh, water and the, the land from coming down through there and hurricanes and whatnot and that so we had to build that wall retaining wall up there and this is the flooring that we used in the inside of that and uh there's a guy there that does that's all he does is tile work and everything uh a native person and so it, look, it turned out great i mean it really did it was amazing there's the side view of it it's it's a It's girls and boys, one side is girls, one side is boys, and there's like three or four showers in there and uh, sinks and toilets and such. And really, basically, the only thing left is the plumbing. And they got to set the toilets and run some plumbing, and basically it's ready to go. So we're just waiting on some material for that. But I just want to kind of give you an idea of what the finished project, product of s- some things that we started earlier. <laughs> the picture on the right is what we had every day for lunch. Rice and beans. And they brought it to us because one thing about Haiti is the traffic there is chaotic. I mean, it's just hard to explain, but... You take a two-lane road, and there's five wide on both both lanes. Motorcycles weaving in and out, people trying to cross the streets all the time, and that. So it takes a while to get to and from places, especially early in the morning, rush hour, so to speak, and it's just a constant battle. And then the other picture there is Ebro's. The Ebro's is Um, Pastor Voltaire's wife and that every Friday whenever we get ready to leave we go out to this restaurant there that serves American food and you can get you know some Haitian dishes and that but that's usually when we're winding down from our days of hard work and you know we're ready to come home but Pastor Voltaire has Been there, what, Dan? How long has he been? Yeah, the head pastor. So Pastor Boutier is who we stay with when we go there. And (laughs) his wife and the ladies that she hires and his um, daughters help him too and whatnot. But they're, they're the ones that really take care of us while we're there they make sure we have everything we need they cook for us they they just they take excellent care of us and you know their their cooking is a little different than here too because everything is cooked on open flame open fire I mean there's really no stove or you know any of that so I mean it 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 becomes a chore And when you're cooking for 25 to 30 people that that they got to start early (laughs) So basically, they get done with one meal, and they they just clean up and prepare for the next time. I mean, it's that quick of a turnaround because it takes so long to get everything done. This picture here is over at Bethany 2. Uh, or is it uh, – yeah, Bethany. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right, Bethany. Anyways, um, this particular picture is kind of unique because this thing right here is a sewing machine. And there was a guy that was there every day for, I don't know how long he was there, but he sewed every day on that thing. You don't see very many sewing machines like that today they don't have regular electricity there or anything like that there's I mean really nothing modern to speak of and this particular building is right across the street from where we were trying to pour those footings and stuff and then this is one of my favorite parts of the whole trip is you get to see the kids And we took a bunch of scripture buddies with us. And I got to pass them out to all the kids. And they loved them. And there's another picture of them with their scripture buddies. It's just a nice stuffed animal that has a scripture on it. It just reminds them of what the Lord's trying to tell them and say. And this particular spot has a unique, um garden area that they started a few years back and it's just completely taken off like we had no idea it would be this great. So they they have this irrigation system for it and they have like three or four thirty gallon drums, I think they are, and it catches all the rainwater in that and then it self-feeds it down into the garden area and it is just it's amazing i mean it just amazes me how good it really works then every year we go there we we pull the weeds and tend it and everything prune the trees back whatever needs to be done and uh it's just uh it's a wonderful area it's one of my favorites Here's Jude <laughs> with his Kansas City Chiefs shirt on. Jude is our interpreter. He, uh, we couldn't do a lot of things without Jude. He, he knows where to get everything. He knows everybody, and it's just he's a he's a special guy. I mean, he he uh, helps us out greatly. Questions well we got uh we got probably half done, I would say, and then the next crew there's some back to back crews that go, and then whatever we don't get finished, the next crew coming'll we'll just pick up where or you know pick up where we finished from uh clothing mainly. I would assume he was probably selling it or maybe he was just making it for himself. I mean they I don't really know. With your foot. Foot powered. was probably, I think there was about 25 of us in total that went. There was uh, four or five from Harlan, Iowa that went, and then there was uh, me and the remainder of the group from uh, Wichita, Kansas. And uh, there was probably I would say at least 30 Haitian people there because they have those two or three crews of The ones that are making the concrete, you know, and all that. And then they have the masons come in and they start laying blocks on top of those footings. And uh, there was probably, I don't know, 10 of those people there on any given day. least two to three hours yeah no (laughs) no no it's very a lot of singing and it it is like nothing you've ever seen although you can on Sundays watch it on Facebook if you're interested that's right it's it's 12 by 12 rooms I think it's what they were trying to get get done there so it'd be I don't know 16 rooms maybe or something I did absolutely This is an awesome opportunity, I mean, to go and serve, and I don't know, this is something that's really touched my heart in the last three or four years that I've been going. I mean, it just, once you go, I mean, you have to step out of your comfort zone sometimes, and once you do, God will bless you in ways that you have no idea.
1: And Sam loves to talk, as you can tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of his comfort zone, right, buddy?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: We're proud of you. And then how many years have they been going down now, uh, the group that we go with, roughly? 28 years. So if you have any interest in that, talk to Dan or Sam or Rebecca. No, oh, yeah, Ben's back there. Ben's gone once or twice in his life. Three times he wants to live down there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, thank you, Sam, for sharing your heart. Uh, and it's not just. Sam did a great job down there and here, too, but uh, he leaves the family here. You know, when they go down there, it's it's a dangerous place at times. We pray for them and do all that. So you all had a part in that. So, you know, when we've helped take up an offering to send down to buy extra stuff. Oh, $500 for just $3 plywood, right, type stuff. So you see it's important as we continue to support and do all that. And when we have all the people in there, then it will be You know, we help people get off the street. There are many ministries that this church does there that we, this church down there does a great job. And so want to know more about all those kind of things, you can talk to Dan. Yes, Johnny. we take things for granted you know like sam talks about the concrete truck backing up pulling down the tube or the long thing they just squirt her in and go uh, and it, if you really want to watch the fun part the bucket brigade. i think it's you on facebook or somewhere and it shows them chunking buckets and, and if you've ever lifted a five gallon bucket of concrete uh you don't just psh, these guys are just moving along and they get it all filled out. So it's a wonderful opportunity to go and to share and do that. Thank you for sharing that. And you know, let's take a moment now to pray as our deacons come forth. We're going to do Lord's Supper. We're going to pray for our, our friends and family down there that uh, church family we help support and do all those kind of things. Lord we are thankful for the blessings you give to us for the opportunity to be here today to share together to listen to this report. Thank you, Lord, uh, Sam shared some of the very practical things uh, that we take for granted. See the hard work that goes in to provide a safe environment uh, for housing there and for the, the camp and the retreat center, Lord, or the bathrooms that are clean and nice and the areas that we're working on to help others. And Father, remind us of how blessed we truly are to live in this country. Sometimes we get frustrated with where we go, and what we hear, and what we see, but remind us we still have an opportunity to share the gospel around the world and you have blessed us because we trust you. Guide and direct our lives now, Jesus, these things we ask in your name.